Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, we're going to be doing another in our series, looking at the fruits of the spirit. And it's uh, my great privilege to have uh, Rosemary Warboys on the phone with me this afternoon. R Rosemary, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, Rosemary is particularly going to be speaking about peace. But before we get there, Rosemary, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm, uh, my name is, is Rosemary. <clears throat> um, I'm, uh, uh, have a, uh, children. I'm a, a granny. I've got three grandchildren, two children, three grandchildren. Um, my life as a, as a child had no Christian input at all. My, my parents, we didn't go to church. Uh, Christianity was never spoken about. Religion was never spoken about. Um, Christmas to me was presents, nothing to do with Jesus. I didn't know what Easter was, uh, except that my gran had a birthday that time of year. Uh, so we always had a party. Um, I, I was at school at an, an age, an era when there were morning assemblies. So I learned the Lord's Prayer and a lot of old hymns, which still stayed with me. Um, we did have... Um, sort of religious studies, uh, but for some unknown reason, we did the saints, um, which made no sense at all. Uh, so there was no, no Christian upbringing. Um, when I was 21, I was engaged and um, about to get married, but my fiance uh, kept having second thoughts. And um, I'd, I'd meet up with him and he'd say, well, he wanted, didn't want to go through with it and I'd change his mind for him and everything would be okay and then he'd go back not wanting to, to do it again and after a few weeks I got thoroughly fed up with this and, and obviously very distressed um, so I went one day I went to the church where we were going to get married which is um, St Paul's Brackley Road in Beckenham and the church was open I went in and nobody there and I just cried out to, to somebody. Uh, I, I didn't know who. Um, now I know it was God. But then it was just some, some greater power. And I just poured out my heart. And I can remember saying, I can't cope anymore. And um, please, will you do something about this? Will you sort it out for me? And uh, left the church and felt much better. Well, three weeks after, a few weeks very short time after that, uh, the wedding was, was cancelled. So three weeks before the wedding, um, all finished. A few years later, I met my husband, Tony. We married and had Russell, my son, and Melanie, my daughter. And when she was about two, we moved to West Wickham. And the, um, the lady we bought the house from uh, went to the Methodist church up the road. And she said to me, um, would you like the minister to call? And I said, oh, yeah, that would be nice. So uh, Bernard came round and he became quite a, um, a regular visitor. He, he would, um, my house was between the shops and where he lived. And if it rained, Bernard would pop in to shelter from the rain. But at that time, um, I was really struggling with the kids. I was an absolute mess. Uh, everything was going wrong. Um, and I can always remember Bernard, every time he left, he said, peace be in this house. 
and boy did I need that piece. Uh, then everybody suggested that I, I go to the young wives group in the church, which I did, got to know the girls, um, went to church occasionally, but not really very interested. Um, but Bernard asked me if I would like to take um, membership classes, which is a bit like preparing for confirmation. Um, and I said, yes, merely because he'd been so kind to me, uh, I didn't like to say no. So I did this course, um, which made no sense whatsoever. Uh, There's a service of membership, which I took and still made no sense whatsoever. But it then meant that I was committed to the church. You know, I, was, I was in. Um, so they very quickly asked me if I would help with the children's work, with the, what was then called junior church. And I said, I can't, how can I? I don't know the Bible. How can I teach the children? And this man who was asking me said, well, what a fantastic way to learn. And I thought, well, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, so I became a member of the, the junior church um, under very good leadership, great team. Um, I started with the five-year-olds. And I can remember uh, doing a, a bit on Abraham. And oh, I just couldn't put the Bible down. It was wonderful. I just edited up all these wonderful stories and how God was so patient and faithful with his people and, and, and so loving and caring. I mean, it was just mind-blowing. Um, but it still, it didn't, it still didn't sort of change me at all. Until we went on a training weekend uh, for the junior church to help teaching the children. And that weekend, I was very, very unsettled. Uh, I just, I, oh, I just couldn't settle with anything. And the last day on the Sunday, we had a service at the end. And we took communion in the round. It was about 20 of us. And uh, I began to cry. Not sob, but cry. I dripped. I just couldn't stop crying. And I suddenly realized that I had made a commitment to the church, but not to Jesus. And that was quite changing for me. Um, I was still with the Methodist church. Um, all sorts of different things. We went to different events, different camps. And I... I I grew in all sorts of ways. And I worked with the, from five-year-olds, eventually up to the teenagers, over a number of years. Um, and all the teaching, I'd, all the things I'd missed as a child, uh, the Lord taught me as an adult. But he, he, he got me through my emotions. Um, I was quite happy clappy. Uh, which my poor husband didn't know how to cope with. Uh, so his way of coping was to switch off. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and and I, but I had I had no depth. I had no depth of, of the word. I mean, yes, the Bible was was taught, but nothing like it is at, at Christchurch. Now Tony was very supportive. Um, helped me in all sorts of ways. He'd come to social things, uh, particularly with uh, um, come Christmas and Easter, he'd come to church with me. Uh, he liked William Taylor, who was a curate at the time. And uh, if he knew 
William was going to be preaching, he'd come. So I, I know he heard the gospel. I know he heard. Uh, but he was just never interested. He, he knew church history. And he, he knew the architecture of the church and why bits were put where they were. But he just wasn't interested in Jesus. And obviously that, that bothered me. Um, we'd moved to Beckenham and 28 years ago, uh, I joined Christchurch Bromley and um, was very involved. Um, lunch club, uh, Sunday school, uh, Friends International, um, eventually Park Langley Plant and then now back. Uh, but 13 years ago, um, Tony was very ill. Uh, he was ill, started in the January. Um, in the August, he was diagnosed with a, a rare form of asbestos cancer in his stomach lining. Um, they thought that he'd be able to live for possibly five years. Um, he had a new course of chemo, which he took definitely two for third. I can't remember if he took three. But by the November, he couldn't cope and he died, which was completely unexpected. The doctors didn't expect it. The hospice didn't expect it. And obviously that, that shook everybody. Um, I mean, losing a partner, a husband, is, is hard. Um, we've been married 39 years. Um, I've known him for over 40 years. And, and we've been happy together. Um, ups and downs, obviously, because it's, you know, it's life. Um, but it had been a good marriage. Um, so I just couldn't understand what God had done. It didn't make any sense, no sense at all. But then I thought, well, if you believe that the God, God is sovereign, that he is in control of all things, and that his timing is perfect, and that he does what is best, okay, I don't know where Tony is, because I'm, to my knowledge, he's never made a commitment. But God does. And... Um, that was good enough for me. And I, I had peace with that. Um, the family, I'm still very close to the family. We're very involved. Um, my, my, my son and daughter and Lauren, the children, the grandchildren live here. They're just about to move to, to Norfolk. Um, my daughter and granddaughter uh, only live in Catford. So I, I'm, I, I see a lot of the children, um, but it, it's, uh, and all the ups and downs of life, um, you know, the, the peace is there, the peace is there. I know where, I, where he got me in my emotions, he's, he's built on that relationship through his word, um, as well as the emotion, the emotion's still there. <laughs> yes, we, anybody who knows me, we will know the emotions are very much very much still there. <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary, thanks for telling us all that. That's, that's a lovely story. Yeah, we're very, I'm very sorry I can hear that story of Tony. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. It still gets you sometimes, doesn't it? Oh, yes, yes. It's always, it died in November, and leading up to November is always hard. Yeah. Um, but when the actual date comes, it, it, it's okay. Um, the Lord carries me through it, and and has done for 13 years, and will continue to do so. I mean, I don't, don't doubt that. 
Rosemary, you, you've begun to describe, um, we, in a sense, you've begun to describe peace by talking about what happened with Tony, but just give us a bit of an overview. What what does the, the Bible mean by peace, the fruit of the spirit of peace, and what do you think it looks like in the life of a believer? There's surely okay. going to be a range of things. Yeah. But um, can, I, can I start with what the dictionary says? You may start with the dictionary. That's <laughs> uh, it says uh, quietness and calm, stillness, Freedom from disturbance, a time without war, and this bit I found interesting, ease of mind or conscience. And I thought that was very relevant to us for Christ. Um, and in the Bible, we hear that we're not right with God. Um, we're not at peace with God uh, because of our sin. Um, because we don't acknowledge who he is, we're ignoring him, uh, being independent and wanting our own way, not his way. Um, and and there's, there's no relationship, there's no peace. Um, but what's amazing is that on the cross, Jesus dealt with our sin and his, his, his death in our place satisfied God's rightful anger. Now, I didn't know this when I was at the Methodist Church. We didn't talk about sin. I mean, it was, the children would be upset by it. We certainly didn't talk about Easter. I mean, the cross would have been disturbing the children. So it, it took me quite some time to actually register what happened on the cross. But then realizing that, and as we believe and repent and trust in his death and resurrection, we have peace with God, which is just mind-blowing. And we become part of his family, which is, whoa, you know, it, almighty God reaches down to us and wants us to be with him. And that is just so wonderful. So we, we, um, we have peace with, with God through Jesus. He is our peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Yeah. And, and that is just so lovely. But having come to that point, to become a child of God, you're a new creation. And as a new creation, you're a baby again. And, and you grow again. But you grow um, under his direction. And the fruit of the Spirit, um, it, it grows you don't get the whole lot as a dollop. It, it grows in you as, as you live out your life, uh, following his way. Um, and the other thing he, he tells us um, in his word, uh, that we have to seek peace and we're to be peacemakers. <laughs> but then what is just so, again, mind-blowing, that, that future hope, um, that we have with Jesus and um, the time to look forward to a time of peace where so there's a new heaven and a new earth and there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain or war um, and we will know that peace uh, forever so as it's growing in us now it'll come to its fullness and completeness um, at that time and that just keeps you, it keeps you going. 
you know, in difficult times like this lockdown, it can be so disturbing. But if you think of what, what Jesus has done, how he has, he, through him we have that peace. Through him we have that relationship and we have that hope. Um, it is exciting. And, and it's, ah, um, oh, it's just wonderful. Just wonderful. That's very helpful. So there's, there's, there's sort of peace in multiple directions there. So there's the peace that Jesus won for us at the cross. Mm-hmm. That sort of becomes a reality in our lives, both in, both in terms of like our internal <laughs> ups and downs, but then also how we treat other people, and yeah. um, and we're looking forward to the day yeah. when we'll be when we'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's very helpful. Thank you, Rosemary. Uh, where, um, well, this is a bit more of a personal question. Where, where is it a battle for you? Uh, to be at peace at the moment with, I guess, with yourself, to believe that there's peace between you and God. Um, you mentioned guilt. You, me- you mentioned that experience of Tony dying and having mm. to work through it. Why would you do this, Lord? Um, maybe you could tell us a bit more about that, or you could tell us what's going on at the moment. Where is, um, where is it a battle for you? Uh, well, the battle at the moment is um, the family have been with me Russell and Alana and the children have been with me for seven years. Um, they're just about to move. Uh, by August, they will have moved to, to Norfolk. Um, and living with uh, a family of young children. I mean, Mary Kay wasn't a year when she came here. She's now eight. And the house wasn't geared for the children. It was geared for a retired couple. Um, so find, finding, finding quiet is, is difficult. Um, actually finding physical peace is difficult. Uh, but the peace of the Lord is there. Um, it, some years ago, someone gave me a, um, uh, told me a, um, a chart, a drawn, uh, a picture of peace. And it, it was um, a raging storm with a cliff. And in a cleft of that cliff, there was a bird's nest. And on the nest was a bird, quite content. And with all this storm raging round it, the bird was okay and secure. And I think that's what, um, things like that help me in the fact that, yes, there's, there's all sorts of things raging round, but as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, as long as I remember and remind myself of what he's done, what he's done in my, in my past life, how he's brought me through all sorts of different things, how he's given me passages from the Bible to help me at those times. I mean, when I was really... Um, struggling with Tony, you know, a mixture of um, when he was ill and then after when he died, I, I wasn't sleeping very well at different times. Um, but I'd go to the Psalms, just work my way through the Psalms because they are just wonderful. David pours out his heart to the Lord, but he always comes to God. He always sees God as mighty and powerful and awesome and concerned and caring for him. And um, it's, it's things like that to, to, to go to, to, to God's word. And another thing 
as a bit of practical advice. Mm. Um, all, the, all the situations that we live through, um, I think as storms, the ups and downs. Um, but Jesus was, was in a boat in the middle of a storm and the disciples were frightened. Now they were experienced fishermen, but they were frightened. And Jesus just tells the storm, he speaks, tells the storm to be quiet and the waves to be still. And they were instantly. So whenever your peace is unsettled, whenever I have difficulties and my peace is unsettled, I just go to the Lord because I turn to him because he's my he's peace. The one helps. Yeah, he's, he's the one. He's the Prince of Peace. He is my peace. And it, it's, it's, it's going to him. And, and, but going to him first. You know, we, he's created us to be social, social characters. He's created us to be in a family. It's not, it's not right for us to be alone. But I've learned over the years, and it, it is years, of all sorts of different things, that if you go to Jesus first and pour your heart out to him first, then go to people. And they may back up what he said, but you need to go to him first. That's the most important thing. And when things have happened here where um, something has been said that, and unintentionally has been hurtful. Uh, I've always gone straight to the Lord. And rather than having bitterness and resentment in my heart, rather than I getting angry, as soon as I go to him and offload, that peace comes. And it means that I react to, different, to people in a different way. Uh, that's very helpful, Rosemary. <laughs> That's a lesson I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning. You know, you forget. You get caught up with life and you forget. But it is, it is keeping your eyes on him because he's the source of life. He's, he's the source of peace. He's the source of everything. And, and unless you go to him first, because he knows everything. Yes. He, he knows exactly how you're feeling. He knows exactly where, where you are. It isn't that you're telling him anything new. But you're offloading it, and therefore any bitterness or resentment that's inside comes out. Yeah. And then you can deal with it in a different way. Yeah, Cast your right. cares on him. <laughs> He's got a big lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, he cares for you. He cares for he you. He cares. He cares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rosemary, um, you know, it's... Uh, I say something nice about everyone, so uh, it's very easy to say, uh, Over the past four years, I've, I've only known you for, it's not even four years really, but it's been wonderful to see someone who's, you know, been through a lot and yet has a great measure of peace, uh, particularly when you have such big emotions. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and that is, is wonderful to see, you know, on the one hand, how emotional you're, but at the same time, so steady uh, because of, you know that God loves you. Yes, yeah, it's just him. That, that, I, he gave me a, um, a hymn the other, in the night, because you know, I, I wasn't very peaceful when you asked me to do this. It's a bit of a turmoil here. And I didn't know where to begin. 
Um, but he kept giving me bits. Um, um, in the middle of the night the other day, um, it was the hymn, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what he needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to the Lord in prayer. I thought, okay, Lord, I can work with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's, so, that's such good advice. Such good advice. Rosemary, you, you, you've jumped, you've actually jumped ahead on a few of the questions, which is fine. <laughs> and, uh, but is there anything else that you want to share with us before um, before we call it a day? Is there is there something that you haven't said that you'd like to? Either on truths of scripture or practical. It was advice? a it was a scripture. It was a scripture. Um, Jesus saying, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you." I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid in John 14, 27. And I, that, that sort of, that sums it up because as soon as you turn to him and you do get that peace and, and your heart isn't troubled and you're not afraid anymore. The situation around you doesn't change, but he enables you to get through it. Um, with peace with peace and sometimes patience <laughs> and gentleness and kindness and all those bits as well they're all they're growing come, they're yeah, all they come together they? <laughs> yeah good good thank you ed john what was that john 14 john 14 27 john 14 27 that's talking about the work of the spirit isn't it the work of the spirit in our lives yeah, yeah very good thank you rosemary that's oh that's really wonderful um it's been immensely helpful uh, for me and uh, we'll pray it's helpful for those who, who listen. Um, but thank you, Rosemary. Uh, anything else you want to chip in? Any final words? You'll <laughs> <laughs> never, never stop me, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for asking me to do it. No, no pleasure. Pleasure. I, yeah. I took, took breath before I decided and obviously had to pray about it. But it's just enabled me um, to realise how much that piece has grown. Oh, here we go. Um, I, I hadn't registered until I, I thought about it and had to look through. And that, that piece is, is, is growing. And it's good to take stock and look back and actually see how the fruit of the spirit is growing in you. Sometimes you just don't register until you, you stop and actually focus on something. So thank you ever so much for asking because it's been so helpful. Oh, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Good. Well, we'll 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 stop the recording and say goodbye. To folks. Thanks for <laughs> thanks so much again, Rosemary, and uh, we'll say goodbye uh, to folks now. Bye.